fear, wisdom, rest, and confidence. Tied all together with providence. It's Rhyme and Reason 455. Hey there, Tony here, coming at you with another episode of Rhyme and Reason. And this episode is a little bit lengthier, let's say, Bible study. What do you say? You up for that? Because I'm going to talk about those four uh, words that I mentioned at the beginning there, fear, wisdom, rest, and confidence. I'm going to start out with fear, because there seems to be a lot of that going around. Have you noticed that, how fears are mounting? Oh, I have been, anyway, for a few months now with uh, all the media sources out there. I was just making my usual trip through a couple of my news apps, and I saw multiple headlines or subheadings that included something like, Fears mount as, or amid rising fears, they love to do that. seems like lots more people are more scared of her than ever. And so I got a question for you. Do you think fears should mount during these times? Do you think they should? Or do I even need to be worried about that? Little twist on words there. Anyway, um, is fear really the right response when things get tough? Really? Or even if they're just a little out of control. I guess it really depends on who you trust to tell you the truth, right? And it's probably more than a little important to get enough wisdom to know when you're being lied to. But where do you go for wisdom? Most people don't go anywhere for it. I remember, you remember Aesop's fables? I do. They're uh, little stories, and they would always have a a moral at the end, you know, the moral of the story is, you might recall, like, the story of the tortoise and the hare. That's turtle and rabbit for you younger types. It was a story of speed and agility versus steady efforts. And, you know, like in all of those Aesop's fable, like I said, there's a moral of the story, which in that case was slow and steady wins the race. So, maybe Aesop would be a good source for wisdom. Hmm, maybe not. At least not on a level for keeping your wits when everyone else around you is losing theirs. Of course, that would only be half as harmful to a lot of them. Get it? Losing half of their... Anyway, instead of me going through a lot of potential sources of wisdom, I'd just like to recommend and go right to my first choice. And if you've followed along here on the Rhyme and Reason podcast or on TonyFundenberg.com for any length of time, I'm sure you know where I'm headed, and of course, that's the Bible. But before you dismiss my suggestion, those of you who might tune in and go, Oh no, the Bible, it's a guy talking about the Bible. Before you do that, I dare you to find fault with these words, okay? Here, get wisdom Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. 
I've written quite a bit about the importance of wisdom back here at Tony again, um, because it's way more valuable than just a bunch of head knowledge. There are a lot of people out there with have, you know, have great amount of head knowledge, just no wisdom to go with it. And wisdom is the only way to sort through information and relieve fear. And you can't find a better source for wisdom than your creator. But trusting in your maker is up to you. It's not something he'll ever make you do. Just know if you don't, then one day real soon, you might sing the words to a different tune. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to get wisdom. And I'm going to move on now to... uh, Let's see what, uh, oh, hope. That was it. Yes, hope. Now we talked about fear. Now let's talk about hope. So can you rest in hope? I still remember some sad conversations with friends from my past who were atheists. And I say sad because so many, if not all, atheists believe when you die, that's it. Just darkness, nothingness. No rest in peace, none of that stuff. Because when you die, all that is you ceases to be. This is what they believe. And it really makes me sad for them because I know they can't rest in hope. There's no rest in that kind of thought. It's an uneasy feeling to know that you're going to die one day and that's all there is. But when you realize there's a creator who had a reason for creating, hopelessness just falls away like dying leaves in the autumn breezes. And just like those dying leaves fall every year, you know the new leaves will grow back next spring. That's hope and optimism, and it's all around you. And why would anyone not want that same feeling for their own life? My friends from the past would say they do want that hope, but it just doesn't exist. Because, as they say, God doesn't exist. But I always wondered how they could be so dead set sure about that. Of course, people who don't believe and trust in God, they feel they they can ask believers that same question. How can we be so dead set sure he does exist? And when you know you're up against a closed mind and a hardened heart, you can see how all the evidence in the world won't sway them away from that all the evidence in the world. In fact, the whole world is evidence, except to those who will not see. I'm not talking about cannot see. They will not. I love how King David wrote in Psalm 16 about his hope, and he said, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Notice he didn't talk in, you know, like opinions, and he didn't talk in questions. He said, you will show me. In your joy, I mean, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures, not might be, not could be, not anything doubtful. It was all hopeful and optimistic. If you don't have a hope of forever and life in God's paradise— I suggest you don't wait till whenever to accept his sacrifice. Time's wasting. Time's moving. Like John Wayne would say, you're burning daylight. Don't burn the daylight. 
because you're not going to have it forever. So let's see. That was wisdom. No, that was fear and rest. Now let's go to wisdom. I think I got these a little bit out of order, but I'm going to stick with that, okay? Now I want to say thank goodness wisdom comes with age, right? Because I've got some of that for sure. Which one is he talking about, Marge? Wisdom or the, or, or the age? Well, both, of course, since wisdom comes with age and I'm not getting any younger. Well, you get it, right? If wisdom comes with age, why aren't there more wise old people, Tony? <laughs> you see the problem, don't you? Yeah, there are a lot of old people who don't act or even seem all that wise. So that might just be an old saying that doesn't hold up so well. And it might be, and it might mean, that wise for some is not the word, it doesn't mean what they think it means. Remember in uh, A Princess Bride, you keep using that word, I do not think it means what you think it means. (laughs) I love that. Well, I, back to, to me, Tony again, I've written almost 120 articles on the topic of wisdom. And probably over that now. So some might think I know a thing or two or 120 about it, and wisdom that is, and I do. But not because I'm so amazingly wise, but it's because I have something else going for me. Humility. I've been able to deflate my own ego enough to recognize that I'm wretched, poor, naked, and blind without the love and grace of God. And sure, I'm an amazing specimen. Yeah, of course, I get it. But only because God gave me everything I have that's worth having. And yes, I can say I'm an amazing specimen. Does that mean Italian astronaut? He's a specimen. Anyway, can I say all that and still be humble? Because I'm acknowledging the wonderful handiwork of the one who created me. That same handiwork shines in you too, by the way. Yeah, you're also an Italian astronaut. I mean, uh, amazing specimen. But here's a key point. As you and I grow older, and in spite of some wild claims on the internet, there's no reversing of the age process, wisdom can be a beneficial byproduct of life, but it's not guaranteed. You don't just get wisdom by getting older. It's got to be gotten. Get it? Good. Then get it. Open up your eyes and be wise. Everybody dies, so be wise. To anyone who tries, there's not a better prize. So open up your eyes and be wise. Okay? All right. So now we've talked about fear and wisdom and rest. Let's see. Yeah, fear and wisdom and rest. And what was the last thing? Oh, yeah, I was talking about confidence. Let's talk about confidence, because confidence is key. There once was a guy who had everything a human being could want, at least as far as what most people could see. He also had a lot of things nobody would want, including enemies everywhere. But he didn't focus on all those enemies everywhere. He focused on the good side of the equation, even when he acknowledged all the bad. And he understood confidence is key because he knew this life isn't all there is. Confidence 
is key, even in what you can't see. When I wrote what I'm talking about here, I saw a quote on Twitter from Ravi, uh, Ravi Zacharias. And apparently he said, to sustain the belief that there is no God, atheism has to demonstrate infinite knowledge, which is tantamount to saying, I have infinite knowledge that there is no being in existence with infinite knowledge. And I thought that was uh, interesting when I read that quote, because coincidentally, I've said that same thing in a different way uh, for a long time now. Here's how I put it. Only a fool could or would dare to make the claim that there is no God, because it's a self-refuting assertion. In order to say it so absolutely, you'd have to know everything there is to know about everything in and around the universe, and in order to know all that, you'd have to be God, which would mean your argument would sound foolish. I never met Mr. Zacharias, and I never really followed his life. If I remember correctly, I might have might have heard him on the radio. I don't remember exactly. Um, I'm thinking I remember a, um, a guy with an accent and somebody saying his name. I don't remember that. But it appears he understood how foolish it is to be an atheist. Because there's nothing that brings you comfort and gives you confidence and in atheism, and uh, that's foolishness to, to want to go in that direction. I'm going to share this song about the one we can be confident in, and I'll be right back. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of Him who brings good news who brings good news Proclaiming news of happiness Our God reigns 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 And guilt 
right. Our one true living, loving God reigns. He's in control of the universe. Ultimately, he will take control back of planet Earth, which he is not currently in control of, by the way. And that's why it's in such a mess, because God is not in control in spite of all the places you might see that on social media, etc., all over the Internet. Now, I want to get back to what I was talking about, because it's not that science that's going to give you that, those warm and fuzzy feelings at night when you're all alone, right? It's going to be a relationship with your creator. And that guy that I mentioned at the start of this article understood this too, about how science is not going to give you that warm, fuzzy feeling and how knowledge and, um, let's say, all the kind of things that go with science. He, uh, this person, King David knew that, he understood that too, and he was the first one who wrote, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And his confidence in the God who loves us and who has made eternal life available is clear in his songs. And even as he shared those confident words, he was still human. Yes, with human weaknesses and all the challenges that come with this world, and David failed He failed miserably, 
But he was a man after God's own heart because he humbled himself when confronted with that failure, those failures, and suffered consequences as a result. But he knew that confidence is key, and confidence can only come from knowing the Creator of all heaven and earth and the universe. Faith, which is confidence, that's the key. It is to eternal life and to the ability to face life's struggles head-on, knowing, knowing, that's confidence, that you'll make it through them all. You will. It's, it's not just some philosophical thing that I'm saying here. You absolutely will. But where are you going to end up? On the other side of life's problems, you have paradise and you have the opposite of paradise. I'll put it like that. I hope you choose paradise. I hope you have the confidence that will set your heart free, the hope and faith you'll live beyond this world eternally. I hope you have that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, this is brought to you by TonyFunderberg.com, maker of fine books and merch, words and music, and rhymes and reasons, of course. And as always, remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme.